Love getting prices that are lower than low on food that's fresher than fresh? Then shop at Kroger. We give you more ways to save on the fresh you love with tools like the Kroger app, where you can find personalized coupons on top of weekly sales, giving you prices that are lower than the everyday low. Kroger, fresh for everyone. It's the big $10 sale. So mix and match and get two, three, four, five, or even 10 for $10 with your card. So many great deals. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The we're going family style deal. Because I want a bite of your Big Mac. And I need some of your quarter pound. I'll try your filet of fish. There's a deal for every friend group at McDonald's. Order any two classics for just six bucks. Price of participation may vary. Single item at regular price cannot be combined with any other offer. The X-Zone radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the X-Zone radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we are coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Talk Star Radio Network. Our toll-free number is one 877 That's one 877 Toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My email address is xzone at talkstarradio.com, on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com, and our website's www.xzoneradio.com, and you can watch and listen to us at www.xzonetv.com. My guest this hour is Anna D. Olson, and we're going to be talking about growing up Amish. Now, the Amish are a fascinating and quaint society that have maintained an era of innocent living off the land, away from cell phones and the 24-hour news cycle. But beyond the barn raising and the bonnets, one girl found a hypocritical and unforgiving society that stifles individualism, worships a vengeful, punishing God, practices corporal punishment, and much worse. 
At the age of 24, suffering from depression, from living under the threat of eternal damnation and years of trying to be someone she simply wasn't, Anna Dinell Olson left her family and the Amish community for modern life. She went to college, got a job, married, and had children. Today she lives a full and happy life, and she's ready to reveal what it was like to grow up Amish. She'll share what courtship and marriage is like in the Amish world, a typical day without electricity, running water, phones, computers, television, buttons, or zippers, and how she survived the rebellious teenage years when cameras and radios were considered contraband. Anna now lives in Minnesota with her husband and children, and she is the author of Growing Up Amish, and Anna D. Olson, welcome to the X-Zone. How are you, Anna? I'm good. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much for joining us and for sharing with us. And what was it like growing up Amish? Well, it was it was very different than what I know uh, my life to be as of today. Mm-hmm. But um, I would say, you know, very. we had a quiet day. We had a quiet, uh, slow type of life, much slower than I know it today. Um, we were very family-oriented, very community-oriented as far as taking care of each other. Um, but there were, you know, like I said, or like you read in the bio there, there were many hard things, too. There were many things that I did not understand, and I did not get answers. Um, a lot of the questions, when I asked the question, it was, the answer was always, um, that's the way we've always done it, so that's how we're going to, that's how my parents taught me to do it, so that's how I teach you to do it. Now, Anna, what part of the United States was this Amish community? I was born in Missouri and also lived in Wisconsin and Minnesota, so I am completely Midwestern. Um, um, I had a lot of similarities with mm-hmm. Lancaster, Pennsylvania, but I also had a lot of differences. All right, Anna, please stand by. You and I have to take a two-minute commercial break, and we'll be right back. Anna D. Olson is our special guest. We're going to talk about growing up Amish. If you'd like to give us a call and ask Anna any questions, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. That's toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii, at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. Anna D. Olson and I will return on the other side of this two-minute break as the Exxon continues on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. If you'd like to visit uh, two websites, www.growingupamish.com and www.theamishlady.com. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon, and you're listening to us on the Talkstar Radio Network. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Welcome back to the X One, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. Anna D. Olson is our special guest, and we're talking about her book, Growing Up Amish. If you'd like to give us a call, one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. And Anna, why did you leave? Well, there, you know, there was um, many reasons that uh, brought me to the decision to walk away. But the two that the two main ones that I usually talk about is first off, um, the the depression. Mm-hmm. Um, it had gotten so bad, and my family and my community did not recognize the fact that I even had a depression. They, the answers, uh, if I talked about how I felt and how I never felt good, I was basically told that if you just follow the rules of the church and listen better, those feelings will go away. And they just never did. Now, so by the time I was 20 years old, I wanted to die. I'm very lucky that I am here today. I believe that God was walking with me, and I didn't even realize it at that time. Now, and so after I left, I went out and I went to a doctor and yeah. got some help. And what? today, I don't have to take any medication. I am, you know, considered, um, it was basically considered situational. So tell me, while you were in the... Um in the community, were you allowed to go see a doctor, or were doctors taboo? Well, they we were allowed to see a doctor if absolutely necessary. I mean, it has to be almost life and death situations before you can see a doctor. We did not go unless it was absolutely necessary. When I was 13, I had been running a fever for um, days, and they finally took me in, and it was my appendix. Oh, gosh. So I ended up with having surgery, and it was not birthed. My younger brother, a couple years before me, had almost died from a burst appendix. It burst on a Saturday, and they didn't do surgery until the middle of the night on Sunday night. And uh, he would have died if, he, if they hadn't done surgery by morning. But that's how much. And again, I don't think, you know, that my folks were malicious mm-hmm. in this, Did maliciously did not take my brother in sooner. It's just they didn't know the symptoms, they didn't know the signs, they didn't know what, had no clue what was going on with him. But they're not very quick to to jump and go to the doctor. Since leaving the community, Mm -hmm. how has your your perception of life changed? Well, it certainly has a big change. It is, um, you know, I perceive life in a much lighter way. I mean, I, I feel like I am here for a purpose. And I have a purpose in life, and, and, you know, I believe in God today much more than I did back then, and that may be kind of hard for some people to understand. 
How can you grow up Amish and not believe in God? Well, I believed in God, but my belief was that he is a monster. He's going to strike me dead for not walking a straight enough line. You know, not following the rules well enough. And I just couldn't find that happiness in my, that peace in my heart. And so I think, you know, leaving Mm -hmm. was, I was looking for peace in my heart. And then the other reason that I wanted to leave was I wanted to attend college. I wanted to go to college. I wanted to have a career. That is not an option when you're Amish. What are your options when you're Amish? Well, your options as a female is to get married and have a family. If you don't get married, you might be able to um, have a oh, a little variety store or you know some little some type of a little business that people will something that the people in the community will want. So you can have a little store. Um, you know, there isn't a whole lot of, of uh, good money-making options for women. And at the time that I was still there and on my own, and you're not on your own, you don't have your own money until you're 21 years old. So after I turned 21, I was babysitting for non-Amish people, and that's what was I was doing when I left at 24. And the people I lived with after I left, um, they are my family today. How did your family, your 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 natural family, feel when you left uh, the community? Well, it was very hard on them, and that was the reason that I didn't walk away when I was 21. I was so worried about what this is going to do to them, and so yeah, well, they were very worried. And of course, immediately when they received my letter saying that I wasn't planning on coming back, they um, called me. They showed up at my door. They were their their goal was the whole community's goal was to uh, talk me into coming back. And my defense, I just sat and listened, didn't say anything, just sat and cried basically because I didn't have any self-esteem to speak up to say what I wanted to say, because we weren't allowed to do that in our community. Females are definitely, uh, well, males are definitely dominant over females. After, after leaving the community for so long, is it a community or is it a cult? Well, you know, that's a really good question. And at one point, when I first left, and people would say to me, well, the Amish, they're just like a cult. That was so offensive to me. But today, I truly believe they are a form of a cult. Mm-hmm. Because you either listen to the rules, you do as I say, or you're out. And we shun you or excommunicate you for that. How many people leave the community on a, you know, well, is, is it a very small amount that leave the community? Or are people getting to the point now in the year 2008 where they want their own lives? Well, you know, there is more and more. I think the numbers are going up. But, uh, you know, my best guess, there is no statistical information for this, but my best guess would be 10 to 15%. Wow. Now, my family, uh, there's 10 children. Mm-hmm. Six of them are not Amish and four are still Amish. That's a high number. There's not normally that that many from one family leave. Um, but then there's other families that the whole family leaves. So... You know, it's it's um, um, it just kind of depends on what's you know how the family um, grew up or how the kids grew up, and a lot of factors come into play there. But for the most part, I would say 10 to 15 percent, and maybe it is even higher. I'm not sure. It's really hard to get those numbers because there's no no uh, they don't do statistics or they don't do polls and those kinds of things. 
What was it like as a little girl in the Amish community? Well, it was very, um, you know, we just knew that we were to be seen and not heard. Um, if we did sidestep, there was, you know, like I said, corporal punishment for not listening. Uh, obedience is the only choice, and they truly live by that. If a child does not obey, they need to be punished, corporally punished, until they do. What kind of punishment? Well, uh, my dad had a black strap in the black leather belt, part of a belt, in the house. He used that uh, once in a while, um, hard enough to draw red to the skin. Um, the other, the other punishment thing that he used was a willow whip once in a while. Um, so you know, but hitting us on the shoulder, uh, pinching my ear for not listening, very common, very common. And I think what, what, what was missing is a, an explanation. Explanation why it was wrong, an explanation what was, what was the right thing to do. Were your parents loving parents? I think that they are very loving parents. It's just that's the way they punished, that's the way they were punished, and that's all they knew is how to, to correct the children, is to, to do the corporal punishment like that. So I really, you know... Um, if they had the education that, let's say, I do today, mm-hmm. where social services is saying, you know, you, you can't treat your child that way uh, or we'll come and take it or whatever, if the Amish knew some of that stuff um, and they were educated, I don't think they might do so much of that. Well, look what ha- well, look what's happened in Texas over the last week with 180-some-odd children being yeah. taken out of, a, of a, an encampment or a community. And you know, I have I have so many things in common with those people. Really? It's it, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do, I do. And that's really sad. I mean, it is so sad. And there, I know that there are women in the Amish. Um, we might have had a little more freedom to walk away than those women did. I had a little more freedom, you know, when the time came for me to walk away. But the thing of it is, you know, I was taught when I was first born, first could talk. From that time on, I was taught that I will go to hell if I leave. And so there's really an emotional attachment there that is hard to overcome. So if you leave, you go to hell. If you stay, you live in hell. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It was, It was. yeah, it was basically, in my mind, the emotional turmoil that was going on was a living hell to me. I mean, obviously, I didn't have, you know, I had plenty of food to eat. I had clothes to wear and, and those kinds of things. I didn't have those kinds of hardships. But the emotional side of it, which I don't believe that, the, that my community understands at all, even today, they don't understand um, the depth, the dark, deep, hole, deep, dark hole that I was in at that point. Do you think that there's there are others still in the community who are depressed and do need help? Oh, I believe absolutely. Absolutely. There's some of those that live in depression all the years that they're alive. I dealt with it for, I believe, over 20 years before I got help. Because I think mine started at the age of four or five years old. That is really young to be depressed. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, and, and the, the reason I say that is that I remember things that just made me feel so bad, and I was just so 
inadequate at even at that point. I was never good enough. I was never um, liked, or I felt like I was never liked by other people, and I couldn't understand why would God let me be born and then let me suffer on this earth. And they kept talking about, you know, God and um, wanting to get to heaven, mm-hmm. and we didn't know for sure that we had we would be able to get to heaven. We can just do the best that we can and only hope that God would let us into heaven. Mind you, if you left the community, you were definitely going to hell. Absolutely, and they still believe that today. Now, if you walked up to my mom and said, um, do you believe Anna is lost to hell, she would say, well, I'm not here to judge her. But to me, she has judged me because that's what I was taught that if you leave, you go to hell. And that's part of the reason that some people never leave. They don't have the self-esteem. They don't have the self-confidence. They don't, um, they don't know anything else. That's all they've ever known in life. Well, Anna, you and I have to leave right now. We're not going to go to hell. We're going to the news <laughs> and a commercial break. Please stand by. We will be back on the other side of this uh, commercial set with the news. Anna D. Nell Olson is my special guest. www.growingupamish.com or www.theamishlady.com. Don't go away, Exxon Nation. We'll be back after the news right here on Talkstar. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Hi, this is Eric Rawls of Cosmoverse.com, and you're listening to Rob McConnell in the X-Zone. Hi, this is Blade Runner, and you are listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, I'm Laura Sabrin of Cease to Fields Organic Vineyard in Jordan, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Hi, my name is Lady Ashley, the White Witch of Niagara-on-the-Lake, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal talk radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Yeah. 
Welcome back, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network. My special guest this hour is Anna D. Olson. She is the author of Growing Up Amish, Insider Secrets from One Woman's Inspirational Journey. Anna is a well-known inspirational speaker who has spoken in front of thousands of people. The story of her life will impact you in a powerful way. You need to listen to her and follow her advice as she lived in one of the most secretive cultures in America and lived to talk about it www.growingupamish.com and uh, Anna what was it like um you know a- as a little girl did you celebrate christmas what was a birthday party like for a little girl in your community okay well that's very simply answered because we weren't allowed to celebrate birthdays we didn't celebrate birthdays um I mean nobody saying happy birthday to you as a little girl no no, no birthday cake? No birthday presents? No. How about Easter? Did you get an Easter basket with eggs and little bunny rabbits? No. No. About... Again, we did not celebrate Easter. Um, Christmas was celebrated by getting together as a family um, and spending the day at home resting or whatever. That was before any of my siblings were married. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't really, um, other than treating it like a Sunday where you don't do any work, uh, we did believe that it was Jesus' birthday, and but as far as Easter, we 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 did the religious. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we heard the Easter story and all all about that. But as far as the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus, no. Uh, okay, no. <laughs> let let me see. Uh, when you how about Valentine's Day? Valentine's Day was just another day on the calendar. When you lost a tooth, did you put it under the pillow, and did the uh, did the tooth fairy leave you anything? Yes, that ah. did happen, and I remember one time getting two pennies. So um, it didn't happen every time, but once in a while it did happen, and um, the tooth fairy brought me two pennies. So now, did you go? Did you go to school within the community? Was this an Amish school you went to? Yes, I attended Amish school first grade through eighth grade. I was fifteen when I was done. And it was a one-room schoolhouse. There was all grades in that school, mm-hmm. so, you know, all eight grades. So it was, you were basically programmed from a very young age into the Amish way. Absolutely. The goal is, is to teach you the basic reading, writing, and math, and very little geography, very little history, um, some not even Amish history. We didn't learn any Amish history in school. The Amish history that I have is what I've researched since I left and what my parents had told me at home. But, um, it, yes, the goal is, is to teach you that basic information, and then you're at 15, you're done with school, and now it's time to learn how to do the sewing, how to sew clothes, how to do keep a house, you know, do all the things that a mother would do. And that's really the goal is to teach them, teach the young how to survive and, of course, the man of the house is always supposed to provide the money. Mm-hmm. The woman is, the females are not to concern themselves about earning money unless you're not married. If you're married, it's up to the man to bring the money. At what age does a Amish girl get married? Well, the youngest that I've seen, that I saw get married was 17. Mm-hmm. And then um, anywhere from 17 to whatever age. But they do get married pretty young. And, you know, my sister, my oldest sister started, got married at 19, started having kids right away, of course, because they don't believe in birth control, and today she has 12 children. 
is she still within the Amish community? She is. She is. Now, do you do you get to see your sister? Well, she lives there on the home farm where my folks live. There's two houses on that farm, so they live in the small. My folks live in the small house, and my sister and her family live in the big house. So I do get to see her when I go to visit my folks. Uh, some of the others, some of the other siblings, I don't get to see quite as often. And how are you treated when you go back home? Well, it is um, it is certainly um, not like walking into like a probably not as if you would have welcomed me into your house. Um, they do want to see me, mm-hmm. so they've all. My mom's always said, you know, I want you to come and visit. I don't want you to stop doing that because we do want to see you. And I get to, you know, I get to see them. My kids get to know who I was. They get to see Grandma and Grandpa, and my parents get to know who the grandkids are. But it is, there is tension in the air. I mean, there certainly is a certain uh, level of tension in the air. And it's not near as bad as it used to be when I first left. The first time I went home, you could have cut the tension with a knife. It was just absolutely terrible because all they can think about is how horrible, how bad my life is, and how lost I am. And they can't even put that aside to have a nice conversation. Or they couldn't at first. And then when I started dating my husband and he went home with me, I realized that he was a shield for me because they would not say things to to me in front of him that they said when I came alone. So I told him, I said, you know, I don't care if we break up or not, you're going home with me. (laughs) I got to have that shield for me, you know. Because I told my mom, I said, you know, you can't keep nagging at me when I come home. Every time I would go home to visit, they would keep talking to me to the point that I was just emotionally drained when I'd leave. Tell me, is there anything that the outside world could learn from the Amish? Absolutely, absolutely. In one of my future books, I will talk about all of this. But there are certain things that I think that are that I learned at growing up in the Amish that I think are very good you know, would, for me today. What would that be? For example, um, structure in your day. Mm-hmm. Today, there's so many kids that have no daily structure. They don't know one day from the next is just the same. Um, you know, we always knew the beginning of the week to the end of the week. I mean, we had there was no question. Every two weeks, we were going to go to church. Mm-hmm. Sunday was a day of rest. You did not do more than just um, do your chores. And that was it. There was no extra working. There was no garden work, no housework, nothing on a Sunday. So there was a definite point of end or beginning of the week. Sunday was the beginning of the week. Every day of the week, we knew whoever was at home was going to gather at the table for a meal three times a day. And as a full family, twice a day, morning and evening. And then whoever was at home at noon, obviously the kids were at school, so that didn't not, that nobody, not everybody was there at that point. But we always knew there was no question in our mind that we weren't, you know, we weren't going to, we just knew that that was going to happen. So that structure, I think, is very important in, in a child's life, the daily routine. Structure is very important in any, anyone's life, but especially a child. Absolutely. Uh, what did you do for entertainment? Now, there were no radios, there's no cameras, there's no electricity. Correct. And we really, um, there was very little time for entertainment. There really was. I mean, we worked from um, the time we got up 
until after chores in the evening. And during the summer, we would work until dark, uh, either doing, you know, gardening or mowing yard or whatever it was. There was always something to do, particularly on a farm. But in the wintertime, we would have, you know, chores and dinner would be done by 7, 7.30, and then we had like an hour, hour and a half before we went to bed. We would do a, a read books. We played Monopoly a lot. We played, you know, a lot, some board games that we had. My dad didn't like cards, mm-hmm. so we didn't play a whole lot of cards. He wouldn't play cards with us. Um, we did have some, you know, Uno cards and some of the simple games. But as far as playing poker or that type of stuff, no, we weren't allowed to do that. But we read a lot of books. We were allowed to get some books from the library right. and read books. So, But, again, there were, it was limited as to what we could have, and Louis L'Amour was not one of them. Tell me, we talked about emotional abuse. We talked about physical abuse. Was there sexual abuse? Yes, there was. Yes, there was. When people ask me that, I usually say um, sexual abuse there Mm -hmm. in the Amish community happens just as much as it does out here. I believe that it happens just as much, and I don't know if it happens more, but, you know, at least just as much. But the only difference is, in the Amish community, the punishment is maybe six weeks of excommunication and no help for the victim. And they will, the whole community, if somebody gets caught, let's say uh, there is abuse and there was a case in Wisconsin, I don't know if you heard about that, but there was mm-hmm. a case in Wisconsin where a young gal ran away from home because she was being raped over and over and over and over by her brothers, her stepfather, and whoever. Um, She ran away from home, and she was excommunicated from the community because of that. And um, she went to the authorities. The whole community tried to lie and hide the the offense here. I mean, what what they had done, and saying that she was lying. So there is no, they don't want the authorities to come in. They will do anything they can to keep law enforcement and government away. How often did you see the police in your community? The only time I saw that, well, I shouldn't say the only time. Most of the time, if the police came to our house, Mm -hmm. it was they were delivering a death message from another community. And the only way to get a hold of us was to call the local police. And so the police did give us messages like that once in a while. The only other time that I saw the police in our community was one night when I was a teenager, and um, the young folks get together on Sunday evenings, and that is the time they have to spend an hour to sing, and then there's after that there's time for the boys to ask the girls on dates, and that's how you got to know other young people and how the dating happened. What did you do on a date? Well, basically, a date was uh, the guy would take the girl home to her home, and then he was allowed to spend a couple hours in the living room uh, to get to know her. And there was no going out on a date. It was spending time in the dark with her to get to know her and visit and talk, and they could hug and kiss and those kinds of things. Were, were there chaperones? No. 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 Uh, usually it was, you know, they were told that uh, the couple's, 
if you were going to be on a date, you needed to spend it in the living room outside the bedroom door where mom went, where her folks were sleeping. And, um, you know, I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of watching, and certainly there were times when there was um, premarital sex and um, women or girls pregnant and have to get married. That happens quite often. Um, but what I was going to, let's see, now where was I going with that? Oh, we, one evening there was a, a drinking party, and one young man came to, came to the gathering totally drunk. And a couple of the other guys were kind of disgusted by him, so they called the cops on him. And he ended up getting a, a ticket for underage drinking. But otherwise, you know, um, we didn't see uh, law enforcement in our community very often. All right, so what did you do when uh, you you had enough, you're 21, and you're looking at life saying, there's, there's more to life than this. I want to go to college. I want to leave. You made the decision to leave. Where did you go once you left? Well, I like I said earlier, I was babysitting for a non-Amish couple. Um, I'll call them John and Penny. Okay. They uh, had three children, and so when I started working for them in October... And in February, I said, okay, this is my last weekend. This is the last weekend I'm going to go home. So after that, I stayed with them um, for the rest of that year before I, when they were done or not needing a babysitter anymore, then I moved out and got a factory job and um, started out that way. And then finally I started college. I went and got my GED. I had to get my GED before I could go to college because obviously you can't get into college without a high school diploma or a GED. I did that, and then I started college in La Crosse, Wisconsin, and took one semester there, and then from there, I mean, you talk about somebody being completely lost, going from this little Amish school back when I was 15, and now I'm, you know, 24 years old or 25 when I'm ready to uh, go to college, and I had no clue how to study, how to comprehend what I was studying, how to be a college student and, and make, you know, getting good grades. All right, so, stand by, please. Uh, Anna, yes. you and I have to take a commercial break. Anna D. Olson is my special guest. Two websites, ExoNation, www.growingupamish.com and www.theamishlady.com. Dot com. Still to come on tonight's show, we have Marie D. Jones talking about 2012 and 2013. And in the final hour of tonight's show, we have Patrick Cook with the Cook Report right here on the Talkstar Radio Network. one 877 is toll-free. My name is Rob McConnell, and you're listening to the Exxon Radio Show live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network, Exxon TV, and on shortwave. Hi, I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forest Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. 
In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals, and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals, and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Anna D. Olson is our special guest. Uh, Anna, does your childhood and your growing up years ever affect the way you think and look at society today, or have you totally just blanked those 21 years out of, out of your mind? No, I can't say that I've blanked it out of my mind. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of things that I'm trying to actually put in the book and that I've put in the book already and trying to write down before I forget it completely. Um, I think that there is a lot to be learned from the lifestyle that I lived. Keep it simple. You know, we had a very simple lifestyle. There was never, um, you know, I used to think that we were in a rush in the morning, but nothing compared to what life can be like when both parents work and the kids go to daycare and school and those kinds of things, So, which is what I have currently today. But... Um, remembering to slow down and to just, you know, have a have a little bit, try to slow your life down as much as possible and stop and smell the roses, basically, you know, as a metaphor. When you go back home to uh, visit your parents, uh, do any of the other children ever come to you and ask you for advice about whether they should stay or whether they should go? Well, they they don't. Or are you um, I have had my youngest sister left. I left in 1992, and she left in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, she came for to me for help after she had walked away, um, and she still uh, calls me for advice now. But I that was one thing that I wasn't going to do. I had decided that when I left, I walked away and did a clean break. Um, I didn't see my folks for months. So I left in February and I didn't see anybody, well, other than when they came to my house. But I didn't go home to visit until July, partially because I didn't have the confidence. I didn't feel that I had the confidence that I could stand up for for the decision that I had made, my first uh, life-changing decision for myself. But also, I did not want to influence any of my siblings. I didn't want to be in any way they could construe it that I was the fault of anybody else leaving. I I didn't want that. I I said, you know, I made my decision by myself, Mm -hmm. and I want you to do the same. Once you leave, certainly I will help you. I will give you advice. I will show you what I've done to, to, you know, move forward. But you have to make the decision to walk away first. And I want to thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, would you please give our listeners your websites? Yes, my website is uh, www.growingupamish.com. 
and that that website you can sign up for my newsletter. I, I send out newsletters on a um, every two weeks mm-hmm. or twice a month. And um, the other website is www.theamishlady.com, and on that website you can go and submit your questions. And then um, I'll give you a date of the, when the next telewebcast is, and you can come on and listen to me answering your questions. All right, and I also do... the book is available from the Growing Up Amish website currently. All right, thanks very much for joining us, uh, Anna. Good luck, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for your your insight into the Amish community here tonight on the Exxon. Good night now. www.growingupamish.com and www theamishlady.com When we come back from the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past Murray D. Jones will be joining us talking about the year 2012 and 2013 as the Exxon continues live and around the world right here on the Talk Star Radio Network. I'm Flo from Progressive. Being a baseball fanatic like me can be stressful. It's not all sports points and touchdowns. So Progressive is going to help you take your mind off your team for a moment. Instead of thinking about how they missed that goal point score, think about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive letting you choose coverage options based on your budget. Unlike your team that missed the end zone net area. Well, anyway, hope this distraction about Progressive's Name Your Price tool was helpful. It sure kept me from thinking about all those penalty balls. Yay, sports! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Progressive presents Forced Metaphors. About bundling your home and auto. In sports, three goals is a hat trick. And when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive, you get a hat trick of great savings and round-the-clock protection. So you might be thinking, wait, that's two things. A hat trick is three. But in this metaphor, great savings counts as two goals and so does round-the-clock protection. So it's like four goals and that's more than three. It's basic math. Forced Metaphors, presented by Progressive. Bundle and protect today. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations.